Hi everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost Podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. Sunshine and I coming to you from the living room couch today. Sun, Sunny Bear is all snuggled in, and he is curled up in a little ball at the foot of the couch, and I'm at the other end just looking at his cute little paws that are all little black. It's almost like somebody dipped them in black paint, those little... Te- uh, anyway, I, I go off on a tangent. I, 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 I love my dog, can you tell? Um, okay, so... This can be a hustly, bustly, crafty time of year where papers are flying. There's a whirlwind of uh, things being made because it's uh, the holiday season. And maybe you're uh, hunkering down, making a lot of things and maybe getting a little lost in the process. Uh, Maybe feeling like you're drowning. Maybe feeling like a craft bomb went off in your craft room and everything got pulled out because you needed it all easily accessible while you're making things. Um, that happens to me all the time. Uh, and hey, just thinking that um, it might be time to reallocate or relook at things that are um, just in our way or could be designed a little bit better so it's easier for us to flow. And so I wanted to focus on process today. Let's talk a little bit about process. Everybody has their own way and I, what I mean by process is how you approach making something. What is your what is the flow of events? What has to happen, what needs to happen, what's fun when it happens and what can get in the way when you're trying to get things to happen. Um, I so I'm thinking that a lot of you might be working on actual projects right now and maybe some of these little tips and tricks might just help they might help you get on your groove so one little tip might be uh, you're making your journal and maybe you want to make maybe you're making some for the holidays maybe for Christmas maybe you're gonna make five journals because you've got grandkids and neighbors and pet sitters and sisters and brothers and whoever you want to give a junk journal to Um, consider the mass making approach there's the good old sit down and make five covers first maybe they're all going to be identical maybe they're going to be themed uh, according to the person who's going to receive the junk journal but if you do all your covers first you get what's I call in the groove where you get really good at a small task quickly because you do it repetitively When you do something over and over and over again, you get more adept at it. You get better at it. It's like practicing piano. Um, You play that one piece 10 times, you're going to be better than the first time you sat down. And the same thing is true with crafting or junk journal making. I'm sure, I'm guessing it's probably true with quilting and sewing and everything. But the more you repeat a task, the easier it's going to be. And it can make your flow feel better. So then you'll say to yourself, okay, I've gone through and I've made all of my covers. I'm good. And you can even break the cover down into, I'm going to decorate the outsides of the cover first. Then I'm I'm just going to construct the cover. If you're constructing your cover from scratch, maybe you're using chipboard or cereal boxes, or maybe you bought some fancy book board, or who knows what you got up to. Maybe you got an old Scrabble board and cut it apart, and you're going to use that as your front and back covers. Um, maybe you're going to decorate them. Maybe you're going to leave them plain and have them look like a Scrabble board, which would be really cool too. Well, that would be fun. We should do that sometime. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, try mass making it and see 
how it goes, see how it feels. See if you can make a little improvement every time too. Challenge yourself. Say, okay, now that I've done that once, how could I make it a little easier or maybe make it a little better um, the next time? And try and add a layer of betterment each time you do it. And you might find you start to spot some easy ways to make the whole process run more smoothly. And uh, you never know when you maybe sat down to make five, you might be all of a sudden making 10 because you're, you've really thought of some cool ways to make it easier uh, and better and more beautiful. And then let's say you're going to decorate the insides of the covers and you go through and you say, do the same process with the insides. Uh, maybe you're constructing your spines and you're you're deciding, you know, hmm, what size spine do I want? Do I want them to be all the same sizes or should I give myself some variety? And maybe I'll try different size spines. Maybe I'll try uh, three quarters of an inch spine. Maybe I'll try an inch, a half. Oh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply an inch and a half, two inches. Maybe I'm going to go bold and do three inches or four inches. They can get quite big and fat if you want them to. And um, so you can have a lot of fun exploring and trying that. And so you can take one concept of making the spine, but you could actually make a different spine every time, but just can build it the same way, attach it the same way, reinforce it the same way. Um, but the only thing that changes is the width. So you could experiment with yourself to see what you like. And sometimes if you're new, that's a great way to try it on for size, to see what kind of a junk journal is your happy place. How fat of a spine do you want? Where does you, where do you want that spine? To live, where do you want it to, um, how do you want it to feel in the hand when it's done, when you're holding the book? Um, okay, so now maybe you've addressed the cover inside and out. You've addressed whether you're going to just use paper to decorate it. You've addressed whether you, maybe you're going to add some fabric. Maybe you're going to commingle fabric and paper. Maybe you're going to do some sewing on it. Maybe you're not going to do any sewing. You've addressed all those things and you're ready to move forward. Maybe it's time to address your signatures. Your signatures are those little mini booklets that make up every normal book that we know of. And um, each one of these signatures, which on average can range anywhere from 10 to 12 pages, it's not unusual to have 8 to 15 to 20 pages in a signature. It all depends on the kind of book you're making and how many signatures you want to put in there and how heavily decorated you want each page to be. And sometimes you don't know until you actually construct the book and start decorating. Sometimes you'll think, oh, I'll just put a, I'll put a bunch of signatures in here so I'll have lots of paper to write on. But then you fall in love with the decorating process and you just have a whirlwind of fun decorating away. And um, it may have been better not to have as many signatures. It's okay to remove a signature if you have too many signatures. I know, I know, but take a breath. It's okay because you can technically put that signature in another junk journal. All that work is not lost. It is okay. Um, and I've done that and it, and it, it's fine. It's, it's okay. So sometimes you don't know until you're in the thick of it. And that's the nature of junk journaling. So 
let's say you're addressing your signatures. Well, for each signature, let's say, for example, we're going to put 10 pages in a signature. We have to pick out our pages. Are we going to use found papers? Are we going to use book pages? Are we going to um, coffee dye or avocado dye or food color dye or Bombay ink dye pages? Are we going to just completely use um, fancy papers? Are we going to use resume pages or uh, papers or um, art paper? Maybe we're going to use watercolor paper or uh, sketching paper. I mean, there's so many different wonderful papers uh, to add to a junk journal and they're all good. Magazine pages. Oh, just, just, just lovely. And, uh, but whatever you use at some point, the organization selection and consolidation of these into individual signatures has to pass. That has to happen in order for you to move forward. You can do these all at once. And it's almost a Zen experience when you're you have only one task in front of you. It doesn't take as much brain power um, at, compared to if you're sitting down and constructing one signature for one junk journal and then you're looking at your second signature and wondering, should I just duplicate what's in the first signature or should they be all different pages from other sources? Is it okay to repeat papers in a junk journal? Should I have no repeats? Is that better? It's all good. It all works. Your junk journal will still be beautiful, no matter what path you take in that regard. Uh, so now you've got your signatures, all you, the individual pages all selected. You've folded them all in half and you've assembled them. You've decided how many signatures are going to go into each one of your junk journals. You've tested it out for, um, is it going to fit? Are they the right size? Have you trimmed them down? Or maybe you're not trimming, maybe you're tearing and maybe you're folding in as opposed to tearing off or cutting off in order to get everything to fit. Or maybe you like the fact that some of the pages stick out beyond the cover because that's an aesthetic uh, choice as well. Um, so this might be bringing newness to the experience of the mass making as you go through, uh, go through. Maybe each set of signatures is going to be completely different from the previous set in your five journals or 10 journals that you're making as you mass make. Um, so then you get to the point you're going to now install or insert or sew in or glue or staple or however or bind with a elastic cording um, however you choose to attach your signatures into your book you're going to go through and do that and you're going to find that you're much better at it when you get to the last one than when you started there's something about the magic of repetition that does make this entire process much easier i think the the most journals i ever sat down to make were 80 and it was an it was an it was a big task but the little hands the little brain the little eyes everything got very focused on what I was doing and the whole process got much easier as I went along and um, everything fell together nicely and I was really darn good at it at the end by the time I got to that 80th one um, doggone tired but I made it and and uh, the whole process was easier um, so now let's say you're sitting there with your book. You have your cover, you have your signatures inserted and you are ready to go and it is time to decorate. And I'm, uh, sharing this little tidbit because I think it will save a lot of people from what I call the, uh, the chunky monkey front half of the book and the skinny mini back half of the book. Classically what happens when people um, sit down to decorate their junk journals, they go very heavy in the beginning and then they poop out as they go along. It seems almost like an undaunting um, 
task because the book is a lot fatter than they realized and um, there were a lot of pages yet to come to be decorated and they were a little overwhelmed at the the task that uh, stood before them because they put so much in the beginning they felt obligated to put that much in the end as well so one easy way around that is you decorate from signature to signature to signature in other words decorate one page in your first signature then go to the second signature decorate a page there and then third signature decorate a page there and for example if you have four signatures fourth page fourth signature decorate a page there and then you go back to the beginning and the next time you decorate a page you do one in the first signature and then one in the second and then one in the third and one in the fourth and that way you're always going to be evenly balanced and what i recommend is space it out um let's say if you put if you decorated a page in the front of your first signature um and then second signature third and fourth and when on your second pass around don't put it in the front again put it maybe it's somewhere in the back of the first signature and go uh uh third fourth uh, second third fourth and then when you come around again another alternative is if you're trying to space things out uh, evenly you could decorate every third page or every fifth page or every second page whatever it is but just keep the sequence as you go so let's say you're going to decorate every third page in your signature um decorate the third page in the first signature then move to the second signature decorate the third page same thing for the third and the fourth now on this wave around go to the sixth page um or your last decorated page count three more pages however you want to do it you just keep a simple um flow movement through and that way you're going to balance the weight um in your junk journal and even so at any point in time you can throw down the gauntlet and say enough is enough i've decorated i've come i've decorated i am done and it will always look complete and balanced and it'll it'll feel good and um So that's kind of a nice flow to go through. If especially if you don't know how much you want to put in a journal, how thick, um how much on each page. This is kind of a uh you kind of learn the ropes as you go. How much things are going to thicken up your journal and what is okay with you? What do you like to look at? Is it decorated enough too much? Do you like more bling and more glitter? It's that glitzy time of year. There's lots of gold and sparkle and glitter and and that kind of thing. Or are you more of the muted, neutral, natural uh vanillas and caramels and soft neutrals blended together? And that's a beautiful aesthetic as well. You can have fun with all of it. You can use this little mass making idea and have one journal be your neutral journal, your second journal be a recipe journal, the next journal will be the all blue journal, uh, but you can use the same concept. I'm going to do the cover now. I'm going to do the signatures now. I'm going to assemble now. I'm going to um and and still accomplish five journals all at once. It's amazing how it can, it happens, but it can happen. Um I might recommend this Maybe after you've made a few journals, maybe I would say uh, by the time you've done about 5 journals, you're ready. You're absolutely ready to mass make. You're honestly ready from the get-go, but if you're feeling a little bit timid, I would say just do maybe th- between 3 and 5 journals and and no particular size. They don't have to have any 
magical quality to them. They don't have to be tomes that will be archived in the Library of Congress. Maybe they're just a a nice little place to write down your grocery list. But it's just that feeling of the paper moving through your fingers and the feeling of the flow with the color and the choices and the exploration of, of, uh, you know, thinking about what you're going to do on each page. Are you going to be an ephemera junkie? Are you going to look for old and interesting papers to put in your junk journals? Or are you going to be a newbie ubi and um, just everything that goes in the journal will be created by hand from you and you're not going to put any old papers because that's just not your thing or maybe you're going to doodle and put some of your own art in there wouldn't that be nice Um, so there's so many different ways that you can approach it and it's all good and I do recommend you try one of every type because you just never know what is going to ring your bell. You just never know. And I think I, I found Sonny's little happy spot. We're giving him a little chest scratch. And he's just loving this right now. And he's giving me his, his big puppy dog googly eyes that, oh, yeah, Mom, that's the right spot. Right right, right there on the on the breastbone there. That's a perfect spot. Just, just keep scratching there, Mom. Um, yeah. So that's life with the papers and with sunshine. And finding your flow so when you're sitting down and you're maybe in the throw of things maybe there's stuff oh i could tell you my craft room is up to my neck there's stuff everywhere yes and i i absolutely need it all right there where it is and it's grand big glorious mess so that i can just see what i need and grab and go and i'll figure it out all later when i have when it comes time to clean it up and that time is coming soon but not yet we got a few more creative things to make right sunny yeah mom you gotta get working on that journal you're working on you've been working on it forever yet again i know i know and i'm having a lot of fun with it and this is what happens um i'm like okay i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna make this journal so i have a journal to sell and then i started falling in love with the process of making a junk journal again and oh my gosh the whole process slows right down because I fall in love with a page and I can sit there and decorate a page till the cows come home I'll add a little bit of this a little bit of stickles a little extra postage stamp some paper some little piece of lace or maybe I'll get excited about making a handmade envelope and I'll fuss on that envelope for a while and then I'll find fun things to put in the envelope and next thing you know an hour will go by and I've done one page (laughs) right honey that happens a lot yeah mama does and um so it's almost hard for me to show you uh how i decorate because um in the free flow of decoration when i'm really really in the in the weeds decorating away like there's nobody's business you know what i mean it's just like free-flowing creativity um it's, I find it difficult to talk through that because when I'm talking and decorating at the same time, I have to divide my focus. Um, I have to half think about what I'm saying, um, give it purpose, give it meaning, and then also decorate and pull from the creative side of the brain. So it's almost like you have to acrobatically use the left and the right hemispheres at the same time. And that's a little bit challenging for me. So um, often what you'll see on my videos if I'm decorating a journal um it may not be full throttle. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is a lot of the, the, the extra little doodads and this and that will happen afterwards when I have some quiet time and I can just sit down with my journal and sit down and be with every page. That's what I, I, that's my favorite time to spend with the journal is just being with every page, going through and looking at it, inhaling every page, seeing, 
Uh, does this make me feel good? Do I feel like it is complete? Do I feel like I need a little bit more? Did I put too much on? Maybe I need to remove something. That's okay. I can do that. And um, maybe I, I have a few extra things that I know I want to have included in the journal and I forgot to put them in. So I will gather those things up and then I will go through again and pop those things in there. Did I put something in all the different little pockets and tucks? Do I need to put something in all the different pockets and tucks? There is no rule you have to put something in every pocket and tuck sometimes you can leave things um, open as open little spaces for somebody else to tuck things in pockets and tucks Um, there's no obligation to have stuff in your journal you can just write make a nice writing journal journal just full of blank pages for somebody to fill with whatever they want you could make a nice little collection of things that they might want to add maybe you could give them a few pockets and tucks or maybe some interesting old papers to play with or maybe some stickers old postage stamps, something like that. There's just so many things that you can do and different ways to approach it. And you can have as much fun as you want, but I do recommend you try it all because you just never know what will bring your Tinkerbell. So from Sunny Bunny and me, from all of us to all of you, happy crafting, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.